Hi, and thank you for checking in on this video podcast. My name is Sunnanese Skarsona, and I am a PhD student at Vid Specialized University in Norway. My PhD project is an exploration of um, condition for self-determination for persons with profound intellectual and multiple disabilities. This is a topic that has intrigued me for many years, both when working clinical as a pedagogical psychological consultant in services for children, uh, but also as a teacher at the university, preparing students for future work in services for persons with intellectual disability. I find that persons with the most profound needs for support challenge our understanding on many areas, also when it comes to self-determination. And I would like to thank the journal for inviting me to write this uh, narrative review. And I'm very happy to give this brief talk from the article entitled Self-Determination of People with Profound Intellectual and Multiple Disabilities. During this talk, I will use the abbreviation PIMD, that is Profound Intellectual and Multiple Disabilities. This review aims to contribute on two matters methodological on how to include the perspective of persons with PIMD when exploring self-determination and two, conceptually, on how to understand self-determination. When doing research regarding persons with PIMD, one tends to base knowledge primarily on the views of significant others, such as family and staff. Such studies are valuable, but still a more direct engagement with the perspective of the person in regard, the person with PIMD, is lacking from the broad base of knowledge. There are exceptions though, and this article aims to present a body of articles that engages more directly with the lived experiences of persons with PIMD through detailed descriptions of their lives. Ethnographic methods are argued as suitable when aiming to present the perspective of persons not able to vocalize, but with detailed, thick descriptions of living might contribute with giving voice to persons which lives would otherwise be left unknown. I exercise my right to be self-determined several times during a day. I decide when to get up, what to wear, I have decided where to live, what kind of professional career I want to pursue. Such acts, displaying my attentions and preferences, are such available for persons with PIMD. Even though self-determination is a human right for all people, also pinpointed in the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, practice shows that persons with disabilities, and especially those with profound needs, risks not having this right respected. This might be connected with the often assumed link between self-determination and independent choice-making, leading the concept of little value for persons profoundly dependent. Other, other ways to understand the concept. Can self-determination be understood in manners integrating dependency? It might be argued quite a paradox to research self-determination and persons not able to formally consent, the cornerstone of research ethics. But to include these voices can be argued to counteract mar mar marginalization and are important in giving voice. To include these voices puts high ethical demands on the researcher. Furthermore, there are methodological and epistemological implications when engaging with representing 
the lived experiences of persons with PIMT. For instance, a rich understanding on embodied communication is important. Although staying close to this, the description of the person's communicative signs, there is often a need to supplement with interpretation of close others like family or staff. Persons with PIN rely on support in all matters, both to take care of physical needs, but also in being understood. And it might be argued that the perspective of a person will always involve some co-construction, some mediation by someone knowing the person's unique communication well. This further involves questions regarding validity, whose perspective is being represented. In the article, views on these matters and also examples from all the articles on how self-determination might come to show in the close descriptions of lived life is summarized. These descriptions further inform philosophical and ethical reasoning, where a view that all persons have moral value is underlined and that rationality and independence is not what our moral worth is grounded on, but rather our relational coexistence. All persons are in interdependent and embodied. Here you can see a part of the table presenting details of the included articles, where demonstrations of real-life descriptions pointing towards self-determination is provided from each of the articles. One of them, Mietola et al., is engaging with the topic somewhat implicitly through exploring how to get hold of a person's perspective a crucial precondition for being able to facilitate someone's self-determination. From their ethnography, they describe the researcher's interaction with Anna, one of the participants with PIMD participating in the research. They write, Anna is driving a motomed in the living room. After driving a while, Anna starts to cry. There are no tears, but she opens her mouth and moans quietly, and there is an unhappy expression on her face. It seems to me that she probably would like to stop driving Motomet. From this extract, one might argue that in order for Anna to experience self-determination, she depends on someone understanding these communicative signals and to respond to her in ways that leads to her contentment. And that is the aim of this review. Through these real-life cases, merging with philosophical and ethical views, knowledge relevant to self-determination is extracted, both about how to listen and learn from individuals' experiences and on what these add to our understanding on self-determination. In regards to the matter of how to listen and learn from individual experiences, it is important to give room for ethnographic descriptions rather than mere interpretations. It might also be rewarding to allow space to ponder the descriptions sometimes recognizing the uncertainty the embodied communication might bring. Further, a person with PIM depends on support in meaning making, and this involves the other in the communicative relationship to pay close attention to the person's embodied, unique communication. Regarding the concept of self-determination, the main message is that all people have the potential for self-determination. The descriptions argue for a broadened understanding of the concept, moving beyond independent choice-making and rather to be understood on one's perspective. This involves a sensitivity by the other person standing in a relationship, hallmarking 
and embodied sensitivity. Encounters with persons with PIMD invite us to understand both human rights and philosophical issues in new ways. And as demonstrated, self-determination can unfold through dependent relationships. This insight might also be argued is relevant for all of us, for we are all dependent. When I decided where to live, I did that together with my family. Deciding on what to eat, I do it in collaboration with the people I live together with. If we think through our lives, most of our actions are intertwined with other persons, and my decisions are for the most part portraying my dependency. As the included article by Forhouse, Philosophy and Profound Disability, Learning from Experience, argues, the implications of conceptions of human dignity, respect, citizenship and dependency that testimonies from persons with PIM presents are implications that apply to all people, not only those with profound learning disabilities. So with that, I thank you so much for the attention. And please do contact me if you have any comments or questions. Thank you.